Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 22. When we last left our brave adventurers in Merchant Harbor, Silbeth had presumably left the group to help the Oak Crests with something. And in the meantime, a whole bunch of stuff has happened for Bunny, Clubhead, and Wendell. Uh, we'll start with, with Bunny. You guys locked in a deal with a true goblin of culture, Zark Coppertop. What was that all about? I was uh, homesick for wrestling, and so he basically locked in a deal where the basement of this like really fancy place that had no customers um, gave me 300 gold up front for three months. The guarantee is that I'm going to be able to get the town into wrestling. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. Got a fancy well, goblin. Yeah, just imagine like tuxedo, top hat, monocle, cane, you know, like spats on his. Like the one gremlin from Gremlins 2, <laughs> fancy gremlin, basically. Exactly. It's how I'd imagine it. <laughs> and you have paid 300 gold which is like three months rent and so you're getting pretty close to being tapped out of money right i got 200 left yeah okay so you're you're good for now maybe if you needed to buy some stuff for the party it would it would tap you out mm -hmm. your characters also recently experienced another earthquake stronger than the last one mm -hmm. there was that group of adventurers consisting of glorion glory seeker a goliath mm. nikita blade a human woman and alphonse derpader <laughs> uh they all left a few days ago to head to the mines to vanquish the monsters which are said to be causing the quakes uh, when you guys were in the town square, you had another one of these big quakes, and the big oak tree in the middle of the town square is now damaged. It has a big crack down the middle of it. Yeah. Clubhead, you made a friend. What was that all about? I did. So Clubhead was off looking for places to sort of spread the, the fungus and make some like little babies, extra families for them. And he found some ruins. And as he was planting some of his fungus there, a, like, a, I don't know, a homeless feral girl showed up <laughs> and fled down some tunnels uh, beneath the ground. And so Club had followed her. And it turns out that she just kind of lives in these tunnels that it looks like she dug herself. Uh, she's totally mute, can't say anything, but she's very cool. She gave Clubhead a, a little um, music box, and he put some of his fungus down there in the little caves, and he named her Mutie. And you haven't checked on her to make sure that, like, the earthquake didn't cave in her whole home? Yes, and uh, I, I do recall being very concerned when the earthquake happened for Mutie's safety. So. And didn't you leave some of your spores down there, too, to, like, relay information? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in her, yep. in her poop pile. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Wendell had a pretty interesting time of it, too. The, f the first thing was trying to figure out what the ticking sound that only you can hear. Yeah, and I had, uh, Wendell had no luck with that. No, uh, no chance to figure out what's going on. It doesn't seem like that place is ever open. But you learned that the person who runs it is Madame Schmoopy. Yes, Schmoopy. I'm still waiting for Madame Schmoopy to make an appearance and, you know... Get, let, find out what the mystery is. Yeah, I mean, you could hear her walking around in there. Oh, she's in there. She's just not nice. Well, that's what you've heard from Gary. <laughs> yeah, it, Gary's <laughs> dead now, so we who knows if that was true. Well, we don't know that. We haven't seen the body. <laughs> but I, I know, I know what the first spell Wendell the Wombat's going to pick up as soon as he hits level three is. 
And it's going to be... Gary Resurrection? <laughs> fucking misty step so that he can oh. teleport oh. into Schmoopy's house. Yeah, very yeah. good. Mm -hmm. All right, let's hope she doesn't have ADT, because then, you know, <laughs> it will be a problem. Uh, Wendell also uh, re-encountered his wombat folk friend, Batima. Got some muffins, didn't really want to eat them, passed them around <laughs> until he realized that they're actually like the best muffins ever. And even though he doesn't like muffins, he does like these ones. Um, and he should not have just passed them out to random people. <laughs> yeah, Wendell is learning uh, how to be a social wombat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's been a loner for most of his life, so, you know, it's kind of, it's tough for him. I think at one point, didn't Wendell also say, like, I, I don't want to get close to people. I don't want to get married or whatever, I because, you know, what's the point? We're all going to die in, like, three years anyway. Yeah, like, wombats are just going to die. I mean, if, if, if Wendell's going to marry someone, it would be, you know, someone whose lifespan is exceptional. Maybe, like... Yeah. An elf or something, you know? Elf wombat <laughs> love, man. It can happen. Uh, I want to see Wendell's dating profile. He's only looking for elves. <laughs> I know I'm only going to live to be 18 years old, but I want an 18,000-year-old wife, please. Yeah. You know, but Wendell's also got plans to live 18,000 years, so we'll see. Oh. So uh, you guys went to the Greasy Lizard to find some potential wrestlers to join Bunny's new wrestling gym and so that you can kind of be begin building that regional wrestling empire here in Merchant Harbor. Yeah. There, you met a floating jellyfish-type disc creature with tentacles and eye stalks. You know that it's... A flump, a flump, but maybe you don't you don't know much about flumps. Well, we know that this flump is named Nipple Clamp Jackson. Oh, yes, it is. In fact, Nipple Clamp Jackson was submitted by Greg Benson. Greg wrote in the submission, he looks exactly like Lou Ferrigno, but is round and only a foot tall and not muscular at all, and honestly doesn't look much like Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> That's how we came up with Nipple Clamp Jackson. Very nice. You remember how Lulu the Hollyphant was like bartending in Descent into Avernus in that campaign? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what Nipple Clamp Jackson was doing, like bussing tables and stuff in this in this tavern. And it seemed like there is a relationship between Nipple Clamp Jackson and Don Goose, the guy who runs the Greasy Lizard. Yeah. So, Bunny, you called out the room like, hey, does anybody want to wrestle? Was there like a, a monetary sum that you were willing? Um, it was like a gold. I was willing to wager if uh, whoever wanted to wrestle could beat me, uh, me and Wendell, and like a tag team. Yeah, they would get a gold or vice versa. They'd have to join the gym for a month. <laughs> now, when I told that to Nipple Clamp, uh, the rules necessarily didn't get uh, explained that great because I didn't put them out there that great. Anyway, someone did step up to the challenge, though. Yeah, it was the <laughs> Dread Pirate Jed. And you guys wrestled against the Dread Pirate Jed in the street in front of the Greasy Lizard. Jed was completely drunk the whole time. Bunny and Wendell, you guys put on a great show. And honestly, for his part, you know, Jed tried to put up a fight, too. But in the end, he was no match for the wrestling prowess of Ice Cold Slab Monsoon and the formidable buttocks of Wendell the Wombat. Yep. The Ice Bats with the Booty Bomb. <laughs> the Ice Bats, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Clubhead was a fair and impartial referee, by the way. Yeah, a referee who didn't know how to count. <laughs> 
you know what? It was really cool though because after the wrestling match, you created some good mushrooms to uh, to give to the the loser. True. Yeah, I saved his life after you guys smashed his brains out of his face. Basically, <laughs> I left him there to die. We were like, we did it. Everyone's fine, and he's just in comatose. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how wrestling's supposed to go, man. <laughs> After the match, the Dread Pirate Jed told you that he was the one who killed the Dragon Turtle. Right. Which was preventing shipping to and from Crow Island. Yeah. And he, he rammed the Dragon Turtle with his ship. He lost his pirate ship. He lost his crew. And um, he was upset because, like, a land called Tan should really reward him because... Without the turtle being destroyed, like, there's no shipping. And a land called Tan basically told him, ah, go away, get out of my office. I'm giving you nothing. Wow. And so Jed, Jed really wants to be seen as a hero, but the town has, like, completely cold-shouldered him because he's a pirate, right? Right, yeah, it's actually kind of tragic and sad and, and infuriating. And Clubhead was like, hey, you know, I also hate a land called Tan. So you and I, we can be friends. And you're pretty sure that, you know, maybe if Jed stopped drinking, then maybe you could forge a, a relationship with him. And maybe that's what this session should be. It should be us giving Jed the Dread Pirate a fucking intervention. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then a, and then a training montage. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you have officially enrolled Jed in the wrestling gym. He's your first student. Honestly, he put up a pretty decent fight for someone who's been Standing. Yeah. You know, we could go into like some downtime now because, you know, over the next few days in game, Bunny, you're going to be training Jed, teaching him the ropes. Literally. Yep, exactly. Um, we'll probably want to show Clubhead how to count officially. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for the most part, <laughs> uh, I want to be training Jed. And I want to, I'm thinking of a show during this time to like get our first money cycling in to show, uh, fancy goblin that this will be lucrative so i'm thinking of a show we could do that'll get the people to come okay and i think i have an idea so all right you're working toward that uh what's wendell gonna do in this time wendell's going to inquire with clubhead about his new friend and offer his digging skills to go check on her in case you know there was any structural mishaps with the mm. the tunnel that is a great idea Ooh. yeah clubhead will We'll definitely accept your gracious offer. Okay. Let's do it. Well, uh, while Bunny is working with Jed and showing Zark Coppertop that, yeah, you know, wrestling doesn't have to be just two guys slapping each other around. It could be a, a real show. While he's doing that, you guys wander back into that foundation, and there's the big bush and the hole in the ground. Do you go down? Do you wait? I would want to go down. I mean, she said I can come back, you know. Well, I guess she didn't say that because she's mute, but she... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys go down that tunnel. Uh, Wendell, it's it's a nice tunnel. It's It seems like it's been dug out fairly well. I mean, it's not a wombat tunnel, but, you know. Can I tell anything about it, like who dug it? Sure. Give me a nature check. That would be a one. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. You can't really discern uh, how it was dug or who dug it. I assume it was dug by... Um, 
several thousand mice. <laughs> Quite possibly. That's my assumption. That doesn't sound right to me, Wendell, but you're the digging expert. I think it was. I think uh, there must have been a couple thousand mice. That's my per, oh. my personal professional assessment. <laughs> okay. I need from Bunny a performance check. A performance check is on the way. Dun, 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 dun. You got a 16. Hey. Maybe it's because Jed hasn't started drinking yet today. <laughs> he seems to be paying attention and you guys are able to do a couple of basic moves for Zark, and Zark watches, and he applauds politely. Very good, gentlemen. I am still not quite impressed, but at least you're paying your rent. (laughs) Jeez. Clubhead and Wendell, you get down in the tunnel, and uh, you make your way down this long, straight corridor, and you make your way into the the larger chamber. She's sitting in there, and she's got some food stewing on a small pot over her little campfire. Oh. Clubhead clears his throat. Hello, Mutie. I'm back with the friend. She jumps up to her feet and she looks at you. She's at a, in a ready position, like she's ready for a fight, maybe. Yeah. And then she sees you. Kind of expecting this. Uh, oh, d- d- don't worry, Mutie. This is my friend Wendell. She squints her eyes. She can't really see well, you can tell, in the dark like this. Wendell, say hi to Mutie. Hello, Mutie. It's good to meet you. Mm, she sits back down, continues to stir her pot. Give me insight checks. Oh. 17. 23. Wow. It feels like she uh, is not threatened by you. She realizes that it's Clubhead, and she's kind of already forged a friendship there. So she sits back down. She's she's not threatened by either of you. <laughs> oh, good. I just wanted to check to make sure you were um, all right after the... Uh, The earthquake that happened yesterday. She looks around in her chamber, looking up at the ceiling. She points over in the corner where you had put your spores, and you see that the wall has crumbled, collapsing there (gasps) and crushing (gasps) the spores and the poop pile. Oh, no! (laughs) Uh, I rush over to that area and try to dig out any of my spores that maybe might have survived. Wendell will assist in whatever way possible. I feel like for you, it would be a medicine check. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to resuscitate my dying crushed spores. Okay, yeah, we'll do a medicine check. Wow, with an assist, you have advantage, and that is a natural 20. Wow, thanks, Wendell. No problem. <laughs> you guys are able to excavate, carefully excavate the surviving mycelium. <sighs> you have saved the mushroom colony for now, anyway. Oh, good. Mutie, this was the only only um, part of your cave that collapsed then? She nods, yes. Well, the mice certainly did a really good job of digging this place out. She looks at you with, with a puzzled look on her face. Yes, they really did. <laughs> Amazing job digging this place out. I respect it. Um, I'll go ahead and start fixing up this crack in the wall with my digging skills and make sure that, uh, you know, that it's firm again and there's no danger. Yeah, in fact... Do you think maybe we could spend some time making this place even nicer for her? Maybe adding a guest room or or perhaps a, la- a lavatory or maybe a uh, kitchen? Um, yes, all of those things. Maybe she'll be uh, happy about that. <laughs> well, you spend uh, then the next couple of hours down in Mutie's home digging out various areas uh, where you can to give her more space, create a kitchenette, a lovely walk-in bathroom, maybe a closet. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. All with, you know, earth earth walls and things. But, right. you know, it's uh, it'll do. 
Meanwhile, in the basement cellar of the Gilded Cane, Bunny and the Dread Pirate Jet are putting in some work. I'm going to have you do another performance check. Ooh, here we go. Part two. 18. So you feel like you've got some really good basic stuff established. Jed is seeming really tired and worn out. He's got some bruises from the match earlier today. And so uh, maybe you got to just give him a rest for now. Oh, man, baby, listen. (sighs) You've been putting in great work, first off. Thanks for only drinking a quarter of a bottle. I know this is hard for you. Have the rest of the day off. Oh, thank you very much, buddy. (laughs) I am going to work real hard, and you'll see how good I am. You know what? I believe it. And hey, the more you sober up, the more we're going to get you credit for that gosh darn dragon turtle. That's right. I killed the dragon turtle. (laughs) Yes, you did. I've heard it multiple times, man. Can I sleep down here? Yeah, this is our gym. Orlando's gym is for the wrestlers. Go go pop a squat, buddy. Who's Orlando? <laughs> it's my name. It's my great. It's a whole thing. Anyways, this is Orlando's gym. If anyone asks you where you work at, it's at Orlando's gym. That's right. Okay. Burp. <laughs> so uh, what else does Bunny want to do with this uh, with this time today? So now that I have this time, because of Clubhead having previous beef for the land, and because of Jeb, and because most of the town, including the mayor Scoot, no one really, really likes him, um, I can't just come out and fight him. I'll get murdered. <laughs> Things will happen. But what I can do is start to like turn the favor of the town, right? Because what he is right now is just kind of a passive evil. People are like, well, you know, he's just here. It's not too bad. But I want to start by calling him out for the whole uh, dragon turtle thing. And I want to, like, talk to the mayor and see if he would confirm it if I get, like, enough rabble-rousing together. Oh. Because basically I want to have a match. And I want the uh, point of the match to be, if I lose, I'm out 50 gold, right? But if I win, Jeb gets credit for the turtle, and that's all I want. I don't want any extra money because all I need is for his worth to seem less important. I'm going to turn the town against him. This is the first step. Okay. Okay. I love it. Over the course of a few hours, Wendell and Clubhead are down helping to excavate and shore up and secure uh, Mutie's little cave. And Bunny has been working with Jed, the Dread Pirate, down in the gym. But after a few hours, you guys are kind of done with those tasks. What do you do? I had some thoughts. So as I'm watching Wendell uh, do the backbreaking labor of carving out all these additional tunnels and things, and I'm just kind of standing around doing nothing, I'm thinking about all the possibilities we have here. I mean, we have access potentially to the entire underneath of the city, Hmm. you know? Gosh, Wendell, you could tunnel like under any of these places. Like, oh, yeah, potentially tunnel into Schmoopy's place. We could tunnel into a land called Tan's place, potentially. Like, did you say this to Wendell in character? Yes, I, I did. Okay, Wendell immediately starts digging towards Schmoopy's. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Uh, okay, well, I mean, how are you going to know exactly? Like, that's the difficult part, I think, is, like, figuring out exactly where to go. Well, I'm a wombat folk. I don't think it's that difficult. <laughs> okay. You got a good internal compass? That's right, yeah. In the past, haven't you, like, placed poop cubes in a place and then, like, begun digging towards the scent of the poop cubes? 
Is that how you do it? Yeah, to a specific location. But um, does Wendell know where this where the Schmoopy building is in relation to this to this ruin? Absolutely. As a wombat folk, you have a very good sense of where you are underground in relation to structures above ground. Yeah, nice. Wendell starts heading out. Doesn't say a word. Just starts digging. Okay, <laughs> Clubhead. <laughs> You notice that Muty looks concerned mm. when Wendell starts digging deeper and deeper to the south. Mm. She shrugs her shoulders as if to say, what's he doing? I'm apparently very good at reading Muty. Yeah. Because every time I've done an insight check, either tonight or like the last time we played, I was rolling like 19s and 20s. Yeah. Oh, um, Muty, uh, I believe Wendell is um, digging so that he can get into... Uh, a clock store or something <laughs> like that. I'm not sure exactly what that place is. She looks puzzled, but then she shakes her head no, and she waggles her finger oh. as if to say no. Wait, uh, you, he shouldn't be doing that, you saying? No. But why, is it dangerous? She shrugs her shoulders, but she insists that he should stop. Oh. Hey, hey, Wendell. Uh, Mutie's saying that... It's, uh, you, you should stop doing that. But but I need to get to the building and, and find out what the ticking is. Yeah, uh, I know, but Muty says it's bad. Um, hey, Muty, uh, it's not dangerous, but uh, are you worried that he'll um, break a law and get in trouble? She shakes her head yes. Oh. Wendell, uh, it's against the law to do what you're doing. Digging holes? That's illegal? <laughs> uh, I guess. Oh. All right. Oh. I'm not sure if that's true, but I guess just to be safe, I better stop. <laughs> uh, okay. Wendell comes back and fills up the hole as he comes back, just so there's no hole there. Just because it's illegal doesn't mean you can't do it. That's advice from a childlike, innocent robot. <laughs> What if I dig a hole right next to the building and go under it? That should be fine, right? Muty shakes her head yes. Okay, great. Lendl leaves and starts going over to the to the building. <laughs> uh, Clubhead, because you've had such success with insight checks with Muty, uh, you do have an ability sort of to pick up on what she's trying to tell you. And yeah, it seems like she just didn't want Wendell to get her in trouble. <laughs> ah, I see. Good, good thinking. Good looking out for number one there, Muty. All right, well, I guess we'll leave Muty alone. She seems to just kind of have her thing down here. It's it's neat, though. If we ever do need to do some illegal digging, we at least know a place we can go to be safe, you know? So you guys emerge then from the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see Bunny uh, emerge from the Gilded Cane a little bit down the street. Hey there, Bunny. How's it going? Hey, it's going good, man. I'm trying to sow descent inside of Crow's Island. What you up to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just checking on Mutie. She's okay. She's fine. And then we had this great idea. Oh, what is it? If we want to get places that we're not supposed to get to, we could just dig under the ground and into the bottom of them. Oh, that's that that's genius. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'll fit, but I love that for you two. <laughs> Where are you going first? I'm going over to the repository. You really hear that ticking all the time, don't you? Yes, it, I, it obsesses me. I need to know. Yeah, is that like a mage thing or a wombat thing or what? 
Yep, you're right. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> you you seem to hyper focus on things like way more than what's normal. <laughs> I just I just need to find out what the ticking is. I don't understand why that's such a problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally a single-minded colony of fungus that's only goal is to spread, and I feel like I am less focused on my goals than you are. <laughs> it, it's like, if you, you get hiccups, and until the hiccups go away, that's all you can think about. Clubhead, do you get hiccups? Uh, I haven't yet. Well, let's hope you never do, because they're the worst. So it's like the ticking, right? I, I get what you're saying. Do you want to try to dig now? Yes. Let's do it. I'll play lookout since I can't fit in the hole. Okay, I'll come with. Okay, so this will be in the afternoon. And you make your way to the repository. Are you going to be stealthy about it? Or are you just going to walk over there like you're doing nothing wrong? Mm. Guys, what you should do is you should go up to the front of the place and have a loud conversation and be somewhat distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I'll slip around to the back and dig underneath. Uh, Okay. I trust you, man. I'm with it. Clubhead, let's go. Tell me about your favorite spores. (laughs) Well, I really like Julia. She's pretty cool. Yeah. Julia. Okay, what do you like about Julia? Well, I met her once many years ago down in the sewers. She just kind of floated on by, and I was like, hey, girl. And she was just like, hello, lovely. And I was like... (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, Wendell the Wombat is approaching the side of the building. There's a little alleyway, a little dirt uh, alleyway, Ah. green space in between the repository and the building next to it. The building next to it, by the way, it's kind of a gleaming white building. It's uh, stone. It's been whitewashed. It's almost sparkles. And uh, it's also kind of all closed up. The curtains covering the windows from the inside. The one defining characteristic of this small building next to the repository is that there is a small metal pipe that sticks out from the front of it. I'm I'm not sure if we've already encountered this building or not, but give me a perception check. Everybody go ahead and give me a perception check. But Wendell's going to get a little bit of a bonus on this. Ooh, let's do it. Let's do it. 24. 20. Uh, I clicked it. I'll click it again. This time with feeling. Huh. This time with feeling. <laughs> nine. We waited that long for nine. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> Well, Bunny doesn't realize anything uh, in particular about this building. Uh, Clubhead, you smell something like uh, fermented mm. something or other, like sour milk. And Wendell, you notice there's a, a fluid of some kind dripping out of this pipe, and that pipe mm. smells like sour milk. Hmm. Yet another mystery. Which building should I dig under? Yeah, which is this the building like right behind the repository? Or? It's it's next to it. It's between to the repository next to it. and the other buildings up the, up the street. Oh, weird. Yeah, I have a note about this building. Um, oh, it's just a gleaming white building. Whoa. Is it like unnaturally white? On like you know like no, it 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 would be like whoever has this building keeps very good care of it. Okay. It looks like, it, you know, they've used, like, lime and water to scrub and make it all gleaming white. But but there's sour milk dripping out the front. Weird. Hmm. Let's see. We did a perception check. You got a 20 for Wendell. Uh, so as you look around, you see the pipe. It's dripping the stinky stuff. But you don't see anyone else around. Now's your chance. 
All right, I look for if there's like a bush or anything on the side of the house. I'll try to dig next to that so it'll be less obvious. Yeah, there are a few shrubberies there. Perfect. You dig down. How far down do you want to go? Just uh, far enough to get underneath the house. Okay. The foundation extends about 12 feet down into the earth. The stonework next to you as you're digging, you're kicking all this dirt up and out, and eventually you get to the bottom of this foundation, the bottom of the wall. You dig under it? Yes. You dig under it, and as you're tunneling, you're hitting the top of your head. Are you wearing your top hat? Yes. The top hat is getting smushed against some large flat stones. You can tell just by the, you can see the edges of them. Must be like big flagstones, like maybe three feet around, but but maybe an inch or two thick. They're, they're, it's not like cement. Uh, you might be able to dig out and, and remove one of these flagstones. Yes. All right. Meanwhile... <laughs> Bunny and Clubhead, give me perception checks. A five. <laughs> I know nothing, see nothing. Uh, uh, 16. <laughs> I think Bunny's probably just like talking during this and Clubhead is trying to pay attention to both Bunny and the surroundings to see if anyone's coming. <laughs> you see a shadow move over the ground. Something with a large wingspan. It is the sheriff. He's soaring overhead. Looking around. Be cool, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Or you guys could, like, run. Just run in the opposite direction. <laughs> Cheese it. And <laughs> oh, shit, it's the fuzz. Run. <laughs> so uh, you do notice he sees you in front of the building. And as he banks his wings and soars down, he flaps his wings a few times, kicking up some dust. And he lands about 15 feet from you. And he says, oh, hey there, bunny. Hi there, clubhead. Sure was an interesting morning. Yeah, with the uh, the earthquake and, and whatnot. Oh no, I was talking about them skeletons. Oh yeah, the skeletons. Yeah, yeah, they were scary, spooky. I wasn't around because, on account of I like to sleep, sometimes I heard from some of the folks down uh, on the south end of town that you saved their lives. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. We did. At this point, I want to like really say his name loudly and hopefully try to have Wendell hear it. Just to like alert him. Of course we did, uh, Mr. Sheriff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those skeletons—they were just—they had to be put down to save the people. <laughs> Sheriff, in front of the building with us. <laughs> All right, Wendell needs to give a perception check. The DC's gonna be twenty. Nope. Okay. Fail. Oh no. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, you're so close to getting into this building, but you have to find a stone that's not going to fall and crush you. Um. Hmm. It doesn't seem like it's it's uh this is this could be dangerous if I take a stone out. Like it could collapse. Yeah, this could be dangerous if you pick the wrong stone to uh, remove and then emerge. Hmm. It could hurt you. Well, you're a smart guy. You could figure out the engineering. Yeah, I can figure it out. I'm a, I'm a wombat folk. I know. Yeah. You've seen Legends of the Hidden Temple. You got this. Let's see. Which stone can I take out without damaging the structure? I'm going to give you an investigation check. My favorite skill, 21. Nice. nice. 21. You got it. You figured it out. 
You can't move one of the big ones, but one of the smaller ones along the edge of the building you should be able to remove, and then the wall won't collapse and the floor won't collapse on top of you. So you brace yourself, you use your thick butt to uh, press up against the stone, and it's about 80 pounds, but you're able to lift it up and off into the building, kind of sliding it like a manhole cover into the basement of the repository. I pop my head up. And you see that you are in a cellar. It's a small room, though. You kind of got lucky because this room isn't underneath the entirety of the building. It's just under a small portion of it. In here, you see some casks. You see a lot of crates and boxes. You see a lot of shelves with various bottles and containers containing perhaps ingredients for stuff, maybe spell components. Give me an arcana check. 16. Yeah, these are spell components. And uh, they're they're covered in spider webs. They're covered in dust. It doesn't look like this is an active room. Like, people don't do stuff in here very often. Hmm. I wonder if the person who lives here is another magic person like me. Can he hear the ticking? Yes, you can hear the ticking. I hop out of the, the hole and head towards the ticking very slowly and carefully. All right. Meanwhile, out in the front of the building, uh, let me see if the sheriff has any clue that you are being extra loud. Uh, nope. Doesn't seem to get it. <laughs> well, the nine. Nice. I heard you wrestled the dread pirate Jed in front of the greasy lizard. Yes, sir. Um, it was a great match. Uh, Clubhead, he was an excellent ref. And because of how bang up of a job you've been doing in town, you know what? The first match you come see, it's on the house, sir. Well, I normally don't accept such treatment as a member of the law enforcement community. I don't want to <laughs> seem like I've been bought by anyone, uh, but I sure do love entertainment. <laughs> Would you uh, maybe want to wrestle yourself? You got a great build, sir. I don't really like fighting. Or hurting people? I, I I mean, I'm not a pacifist. Sure. I, I don't want to get my hands dirty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're you're a man of the law. I, you know, you you keep the peace. You don't uh, disturb it. That's right. Could you tell me about a rumor? So now, Jed, obviously, he's a a bit under the bottle. Did you ever hear about the dragon turtle incident? He's been telling me about it for ages now. Oh, sure, yeah, the dragon turtle, uh, the dragon turtle was out kind of out in the bay between here and the mainland, and no ships could get past that dragon turtle uh, because it would eat them, you see. And yeah. um, sure, it would eat them, eat the people, eat the, uh, anything they were t- transporting. And then one day, the dread pirate Jed's pirate ship. Now, see, Jed was a pirate, and he used to plunder the ships that came through the shipping lanes. And so, before the dragon turtle came around, people just hated Jed. Oh, ah, but but he's a hero now. He killed the turtle. Yeah, he should be a hero. Ah, I mean, I don't really know if that's true, cause. You know, he, he caused some problems himself. Oh. True, but isn't Crow Island a place where people come to change their fortunes, not get stuck by who they were? Give me a persuasion check with advantage, because you got Clubhead helping. Let's go, let's go. Give me some love. 19 with the thank goodness. <laughs> nice. Guess that does make some sense. Yeah. 
We're going to do a redemption arc for Jed. <laughs> oh. Well, at least he's not raising rot grubs. Oh, boy. I, listen, nobody loves a rot grub, but you know who's a stand-up guy? Trickles. Don't push your luck, bunny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to talk up Trickles now. Like, I feel like he's gotten a bad rap. Have you ever had rot grubs attack the town? No, but that's because he's way out in the swamp. I mean, it could certainly happen. By the way, speaking of the dragon turtle, I've seen it. <gasps> oh, did you? Yeah, well, it's it's corpse anyway. Sure. Yeah, it's washed up on the beach about a day's uh, a, a day's journey to the south. We heard that uh, that the turtle's got all sorts of goodies inside of it. Oh, nasty. Yeah. When we were on the ship, we actually had our good friend Wendell, who's off doing important things right now. Uh, he he dug inside of a whale and got the. Uh, the gristle. What's it called? Amber gristle. The amber gristle. Yeah. He got all the amber gristle out of it. Oh, well, uh, g- good for him. <laughs> uh, anyways, I seen you guys down here and I thought, well, I better just come down and say hi and thank you for uh, defeating those skeletons because on account of I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, uh, please arrest Karen next time you see her. She's a horrible person. <laughs> oh, that Karen. I get more complaints about Karen than anyone else. <laughs> what did she do to you? We saved her life, and then she immediately threatened to have me arrested for accidentally stealing her, like, dead husband's shoes or something. <laughs> oh, were you up at the shoe post? I was, yeah. Did you take some shoes off the shoe post? I most certainly did. But, you know, I apologized and I gave them back to her. <laughs> and she was still threatening to, like, turn me into the cops. And I just think that's rude. Well, that's a serious uh, misstep on your part. <laughs> but I suppose um, you, you're new here. Different customs, you know. Yeah. We weren't used to shoes on post back home. Meanwhile, down in the cellar beneath the repository, Wendell, as you're looking around and doing some investigating as you've popped your head up, you see that there are some wooden stairs that lead up to a large wooden door. I head for the door. Okay. You're working with this amazing investigation check of 21. And as you get up to the door, you see that there is a glyph of warding attached to this door. A magical rune that is concealed to most people, but because you're so awesome, you can see it just slightly glimmer. Give me an arcana check. 16. You're not sure what would trigger the glyph, and you're not sure what would happen to you if you trigger it, but you do know that glyphs can cause injury, or they could be an alarm. Is it to protect from someone coming into the basement or coming into the main floor. That's probably attached to the door. If the door is opened, the glyph would go off. Right, okay. And I don't know any way to disarm this magic. You would have to dispel it using, like, dispel magic. I know I can't do that. Or trigger it. Right. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Is there any rope or string in the basement? Mm, yeah, you could find rope if you looked around. Okay, I'm going to tie some rope around the rock that I originally dislodged. I stick the rock right next to the hole. I run the rope 
up to the door. Okay. And then I stand back from the door. Okay. And I mage hand it. So your mage hand is going to do what with the rope? Uh, my mage hand's not going to do anything with the rope. The rope is actually just for, I'm going to keep it in my hand. And should anything go south, uh, I'm going to cast Fog Cloud and then use the rope to guide me back to the hole and escape. Okay, so where are you standing in relation to the door? Uh, I'm going to stand uh, down at the bottom of the steps. Okay. It's not a very far distance. In fact, the room is not very big. If the glyph were to create a, an, a spell effect that caused damage, like an explosion or something, mm-hmm. uh, it, it you may get hurt. Well, I want to stand, you know, sort of behind the wall, sort of, you know... Just peer out enough to send out the mage hand up to the door and try the handle. So you can find a spot in this room where you can see the mage hand and see the door, but you are risking taking some damage. Ooh. What if I was in the hole? The only way you wouldn't take damage is if you were not in this room. Okay. You wouldn't take damage if you were in the hole completely, but then you wouldn't be able to see the mage hand. Uh. Unless, unless you had some plan. You'll be fine. I mean, who would put a uh, an explosive glyph of warding in their own basement? That's just, you know, like, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just going to mage hand it. It'll be fine. Has the mayor left? Because I'm wondering if it'll be loud enough or not the mayor, the sheriff. Oh, no, he's still standing there talking to you. Oh, okay. He's telling you about the time that a tomato plant came to life and tried to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? Wendell isn't aware of any of that because no. he failed his perception <laughs> check. So. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. No, no, he's doing his own thing. I was just wondering. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm imagining your head is like popped up, you know, just like the top of your head, your eyes, and then your like little wombat hand pops up. It's like a whack-a-mole, you know, you're the mole. Okay, with Wendell in position, using Mage Hand, you reach up and you grab the door handle that leads out of the cellar. You turn the handle, it is locked, and you detect that you have triggered the glyph. That's it? Nothing else happened? That's, as far as you know, that's what you know. It didn't explode. The door didn't open. It didn't open. It's locked. Is there anything else on the door that the hand could touch or grab? No, just the door handle. All right. Well, I'm going to sit in the hole uh, with the stone above my head, ready to put it back into place and run if anyone comes to the door. Meanwhile, out front, uh, the sheriff says to Bunny and Clubhead, Whoa, geez, look at the time. I I better get running along. You know, the, there's another show tonight down at Rokan's Respite. That bard, you know, uh, he's, he's awfully popular. You want to talk about a person who puts on a performance... I've never seen someone hornier than that guy, but and he brings it al- alive for you. I felt horny just because of his horniness. What a performer. Yeah, I felt horny too, and I don't think I'm physically capable of it. <laughs> well, uh, and I'm uncomfortable with the discussion we're having, so I'm going to go ahead and leave. And away he goes. That's how you get rid of a cop. You just start talking about how horny he's making you. (laughs) So, uh, Wendell, after a few minutes, the cellar door opens. What do you do? I'm going to lower the rock down, but I'm going to keep it just enough that I can see. So give me a perception check. Uh, That'll be a one. Oh, Oh, no! Natural one! Uh, you, You think you can see a shadow moving... But then, all of a sudden, uh, the dirt kind of collapses, 
and the the rock shifts on top of your head, and the rock kind of falls down in front of you, hampering your view. What do you do? Um, I just sit and listen. You think you hear somebody coming down the stairs. Okay. After a few stairs, that sound stops. I continue listening. I mean, if I get caught, at least I find out what's going on in here. (laughs) You hear footsteps go back up the stairs. And you hear the door close and lock again. Oh boy. Perfect. (laughs) After a minute, I pop the rock back up to see if anyone's there. Nobody's there. (laughs) Meanwhile, out in front of the repository, as you guys are standing there uh, talking... The door behind you opens. <laughs> yeah, we were just in the middle of being like, wow, that was really great. Like, oh my God, we can't believe we just avoided getting arrested for that. Great work. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we got off scot-free, and then the door opens. You see a woman, short and plump and fair-skinned. Her green eyes sparkle, sometimes having a blue tinge, you know, as you look at her eyes. She has flowing wavy silver hair. She looks like she's rather old, maybe in her 70s or 80s. She has a tattoo on her left bicep. Uh, You can't really make it out, but you can tell she has one. She's wearing long flowing dresses with silk scarves uh, bearing wild and crazy patterns. Her boots are sparkly and she's got a satchel across her shoulder, over her shoulder. And she says to you, gather up your friend and get him out of my cellar or else. And that is episode 22 of the Valley of Green Gold. Hey, thanks to Jedi for the fantastic review of Rated RPG posted to Apple Podcasts. It reads, if you're a fan of D&D and great comedy, this is the podcast for you. I've watched Jason, Aaron, Emery, Dion, and Brad for years in other projects, and this is some of their best work to date. They can find a way to make anything hilarious and fun. It's a great group of people with a great community of friends. Thank you very much, Jedi. You know, if Rated RPG makes you laugh or brings you joy, you can help other people find those same awesome vibes by leaving a great review or a maxed-out star rating wherever you get the Rated RPG podcast. What's cooler than being cool? ice cold. But what's even cooler than that is being a Patreon supporter of Rated RPG, like our newest patrons Johnny Garlic, Cass, JC, and Dr. Space Marine. We really appreciate your help, and we appreciate you, Antarctic Pip, Kate Slauson, and Tactical Willow. You know, the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade was a legendary team of adventurers who rode into hell to rescue a city and redeem an angel, peeing in the mouths of evil all along the way. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade were the heroes of Rated RPG's Season 1 Descent into Avernus adventure. Their legacy lives on with H.D. Burke, John W. Mangrum, and Random.Guy. Thank you very much. All Patreon tiers gain access to our Discord server where questions can be asked and answered, memes are shared, and artwork is shown off. But if you really dig Rated RPG and would like access to the Discord server, just drop us an email at ratedrpgpod at gmail.com and we'll hook you up. Rated RPG owes a big thanks to Lord Deputy Chris Vale and Dukes Turtle and Crow for their support and the roles that they continue to play in the Valley of Green Gold. But we have some somber news. 
The recent seismic quakes on Crow Island have reportedly opened up a strange glowing fissure in the moist lands. Igor Vikich discovered it as he was walking home from a visit to Mossass. He ran into Rokan's respite, he said he found a portal, and that there were stone stairs descending into a brilliant fairyland. And then Igor exploded, likely a delayed reaction of one of Mossass's potions. So into the bucket of friends he goes. If you'd like to join the Bucket of Friends, or the Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, or become a Duke, see all of our Patreon tiers and help make this podcast happen at RatedRPGPodcast.com. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.